Summer driving is here, and so are the red-hot deals on the best tire brands at Dobbs. Money-saver June deals on new sets of Goodyear, Cooper, Continental, Michelin, and Pirelli tires. Click on GoToDobbs.com to find your next set of tires today. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The San Francisco 49ers are headed towards their number three quarterback. And we wanted to talk about that with our friend Nick Wagner, who covers the 49ers for ESPN.com. He's the ESPN Nation reporter. And Nick is with us now from the Bay Area on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Nick, good morning. How are you doing? I'm good, guys. Just a uh, another day of quarterback drama by the Bay. It's just kind of what we do out here. All right, Nick, I, I laid this out for Kerry earlier. So you got a good-looking, likable number 10 who goes down, takes a hit, goes down, out for the year. So then you oh, get boy. a number 13 from Iowa. <laughs> to come in and replace that likable, handsome number 10, and you got a ton of weapons around him. You know what happens. You know the story, right? See, this is, this is why I needed to come on the show, because that was the uh, insight and perspective I hadn't considered yet, and I could only get that from you, from my guy Randy. So uh, <laughs> I, I'm, gl- I'm glad that I'm here, but uh, I, I guess I'll have to look into like any of his like past employment, you know, what the grocery store situation with. Well, like, that, isn't that the next step, Randy? You, you're the you're the, yep. the, the guiding light on this. You're going to have to tell me what I need to do. Yeah. Right Let's see if he made his way to the high V overnights. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's, I don't think we have high Vs out here, but what is the equivalent? Oh, I guess maybe in Iowa he's good out. Exactly possibly. right. So, yeah, yeah. Hey, Nick, what is the mood like with uh, Jimmy G going down? I mean, I, from from what we see, everyone on the team loves him. Uh, what is yeah. the mood like right now? Yeah, Kerry, you know what it's like in an NFL locker room, especially a game like that where it's a big win and arguably their best win of the season against the best opponent that they've beaten. Uh, but then you have kind of that bittersweet feeling, the mixed emotions of, you know, not only what happens to our season, but what happens to our friend. And Jimmy Garoppolo has been through this. This is the third time in five years that he's going to end the season on injured reserve. Uh, he's been through this a lot. They know that he can bounce back. But uh, it's even harder because, as Randy points out, this is their third-string quarterback. This isn't like they just lost one starter and now they're on to the backup and hoping they can hang on. And, um, you know, that's pretty tough to overcome. So I think that's kind of the feeling here. I will say that I do feel – I get a sense of confidence still that the Niners are not out of this in their mind. They believe that they can still make a deep run here. And part of that is, of course, that this is a very defense-leaning uh, team. Uh, I, would, I would argue, guys, that Kyle Shanahan, amongst all the coaches in the NFL, is probably the least quarterback-dependent. Uh, and that's not to say quarterbacks don't matter for Kyle Shanahan, but I, I think that if you just look at his track record, some of the production he's been able to get out of guys, even Nick Mullins, who they didn't win a ton of games with, guys, but if you go back and look at the numbers in his first, I don't remember what the exact number was, his first number of starts, the only player who threw for more yards than Nick Mullins in NFL history was Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> so he can, he can create production. The question is, 
Can he just keep them on schedule? Can he keep them ahead of the sticks? Can he not turn the ball over? A lot of the things that, frankly, they were going to ask Trey Lance to do, uh, aside from the running, is what they're going to ask Brock Purdy to do. Just don't be a hindrance to winning. Uh, make sure that he keeps them in position so that their defense can take over and some of their playmakers can make plays uh, when the game's on the line. It is a proverbial get the ball into the hands of the playmakers, right? Because they don't have a bad playmaker yeah. surrounding the quarterback. Correct, yeah, and that's that's the one thing that they've really got going for them. And, you know, the other day it was it was fascinating watching the Dolphins just dial up zero blitz after zero blitz on Brock Purdy. I counted 13 blitzes on Purdy, and at least nine of them were zeros, uh, which you don't see a lot of teams just doing that. Uh, and he held, up, he held up pretty well. It took him a little bit to get adjusted. He made one play on a two-minute drive right before half where – uh, he adjusted the route. He saw a side adjustment at the line of scrimmage with George Kittle where he cut a post route a little shorter, took a huge hit from a free runner, and delivered it right on the money to Kittle. They'd go on to score a touchdown and take a lead uh, that they wouldn't relinquish. So those are the kinds of things that they're going to need him to do if they're going to be able to, to make a deep push here. And, and they, like I said, I think they're still confident that they think they can. Realistically, can they win a Super Bowl? I mean, probably not. You know, a rookie quarterback's never even been to a Super Bowl as a starter. Uh, but I guess there has to be a first time for everything. They, they're hoping that this will be the one. If I'm a 49ers fan, I'm, I'm pretty excited about what I saw because you think mm-hmm. about a guy that, that didn't get the amount of reps that Jimmy G got during practice, was able to stand in there, played pretty well. And you have to figure that going into this week, uh, going into the next game, he's going to have more opportunities at, at learning what what's going on, what the defense is trying to yeah, do to him. So if I'm, a, if I'm a 49ers fan, if I'm a 49er, I'm pretty excited about what I saw uh, on Sunday. Yeah, and to that point too, Kerry, I think that, you know, there's a couple of things that he does have going for him. Granted, you know, he's they call him Mr. Irrelevant or whatever because he was the last pick in the draft. But, you know, he has played – Fred Warner said it on Sunday, you know, Brock Purdy's played against the best defense in the league for 13 mm-hmm. straight weeks uh, <laughs> in, in practice. Uh, you know, I like – that's the, the confidence of that defense right now, but they've earned that, right? They've, they've earned that the right to say that. Uh, so he's, he's had that going for him. The other thing is is – He's had a lot of experience. He's a four-year starter at Iowa State. And so, you know, yes, the speed is different, All and they're going to mix things up and throw things at him. But you would think in four years of starting games in college, he would have seen a lot, uh, just from a schematic standpoint. That doesn't mean the talent level, of course, but just from a schematic standpoint. So if he can adjust to the speed of how those things develop, uh, you would think he's at least got a chance. But, again, they're not going to ask him to carry. They're not going to ask him to go out there and throw for 500 yards and carry the team to victory. It is take care of the ball, have a goose egg in the interception column, and then at the end of the day, see where things stand. You spoke about that defense, and D'Amico Ryan, is the, the defensive coordinator, has those guys playing at an extremely high level. What are you seeing from him and, and from this defense? Yeah, the thing D'Amico has done really well, Kerry, is he's really got a good feel for when to mix up coverages and fronts and blitzes. And, you know, last year, they don't blitz a lot here, right? This is very much a, a, four, a front four leaning defense. They're just going to let their guys pass rush and then let the back seven cover. But he has figured out kind of when to press the button. And you're seeing him do that against teams, you know, where Tua Tango-Vailoa, uh, for example, Tango-Vailoa uh, is a guy who has done very well against the blitz. And the Niners, I think, only blitz two or three times. But they got home every time because D'Amico pressed the right button and figured out where these blitz need to come from and all, and all those kinds of things. So that's one of the things he's doing really well is kind of mixing and matching. Part of that is is they improved a lot of corner by adding to our various word from Kansas City in the offseason. He's really stabilized that position, even though they've lost Emmanuel Mosley to the, to the season for 
uh, a season-ending ACL injury. So that's all part of it. The other thing, Kerry, that always jumps out to me, first of all, we all know Nick Bosa is one of the best defensive players in the league, probably one of the best players in the league, period. But their linebacking crew is as good as I've ever seen. Um, just sideline to sideline, run and hit, can cover. Fred Warner has 10 pass breakups this year, guys which is the same amount guys like Jalen Ramsey, Darius Slay, Harrison Smith have. Um, just to give you an idea, the middle, the middle of the field is basically a no-fly zone, and that makes it pretty tough uh, to go against this defense. There are not many NFL players who dominate other human beings like Nick Bosa does. It's, it's <laughs> unbelievable, isn't it? The, the way that he's going against really big, strong guys, but kind of tossing them around. Yeah, he's, you know, it was, it's fascinating, Randy. I always say, and you, you guys know this, I, I was blown away when Aaron Donald showed up in St. Louis for his first just rookie mini camp. You could just see, even then, without pads on, that he was on a different level than everybody else. And the only other player I've ever seen who just right away, from the moment they got there, jumped out in that way was Nick Bosa. And it's a combination of things. It's Obviously, it's strength, it's speed, it's athleticism, but the technique is perfect. Uh, he and Joey train together in the offseason down in Florida every year. And I think it's interesting because they kind of have this Bosa special sauce where they're not sharing secrets. You know, the, the Von Miller has his pass rush camp every year. You know who, which two people who are top pass rushers are noticeable by their absence from that every really? year? It's the Bosa's. Yeah, they, they, just, they just have their own, little, uh, their own little thing that they like to do, and they're not necessarily trying to share those secrets. I'm sure they do with their teammates. I know Nick does with his teammates here, tries to help them out. But uh, they, they train under Larry Johnson, who's the best defensive line coach in America at Ohio State. They lean into him. Their dad was a pass rusher. And um, all of that put together, I think, has put him in a position where I think you could argue that aside from maybe Micah Parsons in Dallas, he's the best defensive player in the league this year. And I remember distinctly, Nick Wagner, the, the alacrity with which uh, Jeff Fisher got Aaron Donald into the lineup after we saw that with, uh, with no pads of the dominance. He got him in by the sixth week. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I was like, I was like, wait a minute, Randy's either got a faulty memory, which is almost never the case, or this is going to end with a punchline, and I'm proud of you for going with the punchline there. Yeah, that was that was uh, that was an interesting one. That was one of those. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna work him in situationally because we've got Kendall Langford. Yeah, <laughs> you sure do. Hey, Nick, uh, Nick Bosa is sitting there with 14 and a half sacks. Is there any talks uh, about trying to go get that record, the all-time uh, sack season season sack you, record? It hasn't come up yet, Kerry, but I think that it's probably a realistic conversation now. The thing that works against him is is he missed a game and a half this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like Carolina. Uh, was the game that he got hurt, that groin injury, and then didn't play against Atlanta, which would have been two favorable matchups. I think he would have definitely got at least one against Carolina uh, and would have put him in a good spot. But, yeah, I mean, if he can go out there, you know, this week they play Tampa, that is an offensive line that we saw last night that struggles mightily. Now, Tom Brady is the best in the league at getting the ball out quick. I think he's got the quickest time to release in the league. But uh, favorable matchups. The other thing with Bosa that I should mention, guys, that helps him is he has complete freedom to basically line up wherever he wants on any given play. So he can flip sides, left tackle, right tackle, it doesn't matter. He can bump inside sometimes. Having Eric Armstead back, who, again, probably doesn't get enough credit, uh, creates so many opportunities because he can 
take on multiple blockers. You know, there was one sack the other day. They ran that little game where Armstead bull rushes into two blockers and uh, Bosa loops around on the inside for a sack. So those kinds of things that he's got going for him. It's not completely out of the question, Kerry, but um, he's going to have to do some major work, get a couple, another hat trick or two here along the way. Hey, Nick, uh, one last thing for those who haven't gone to ESPN.com and read your work. No Baker Mayfield for the 49ers, correct? It doesn't look that way. I, you know, I'm not going to completely rule it out. But Cal Shanahan's pretty transparent, pretty honest. And his answer yesterday when he was asked about it, basically he said, you know, we look into everything. That's kind of the standard answer. And then he said, I'm, I've always been a big fan of his, but I feel good with what we have. Uh, so I, I would suggest probably not. I think one thing that I know for sure that I can say, the 49ers don't think that even if they did put a claim in that he would make it to them. They're like 24th or 25th in the waiver order. So probably unlikely that that's a match. The other thing is, is they both don't like Baker Mayfield. You guys remember? Yeah. Uh, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure it would be worth it to possibly disrupt some locker room dynamics for a guy who would be a backup because that's the one thing. Even if they do claim Mayfield and landed him, he would be the backup to Brock Purdy. They're they're set on moving ahead with Purdy right now. All right. Hey, uh, you just take that uh, Warner comparison as your own. If you feel free to use it. Uh, I pre- like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna call back after the show and and, and like chart this out for me, Randy. Who do I need to talk to? Like, who are the who are the managers at the high key in Iowa? Uh, you know all that all that kind of stuff. What are the what are the specific things that Kurt was stocking at the grocery store? Exactly. I know you know all that stuff. Exactly, <laughs> wouldn't forget it. Nick, it's always great to hear your voice. Thanks so much for joining us today. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. You got it, guys. See you later. See you. That's the great Nick Wagner. Great work at ESPN.com covering the 49ers. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.